Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. I hope you're having a great Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. It was such a fascinating one for me. I am sitting in my pajamas. It is seven in the morning. My hair is up. I am a mess. No makeup. It is kind of so nice to have paused the YouTube side of things. Even though I'm still struggling to get these episodes up on time, I still haven't missed one, so pretty proud of myself. But it kind of it ties into today's topic, so I'm excited to chat about it with you. And that is listening to your body as an overachiever with or a high achiever with a chronic illness, someone who's sick and successful. And this has come up a little bit lately in the circles that I'm in, so I really wanted to talk about it here because it can be so hard to do, especially when you're on the grind, when you're on the hustle, when you're trying to build your own business or you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, like whatever it is that you're dreaming of doing, listening to your body can be so tough. I want to give you some tips in this episode. I want to talk about my experiences, why it's hard to listen to your body, and some things that you can do to prioritize your, I don't even know if self-care is the right word, but to prioritize your health while still striving for your dreams. Because I think they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can be together. Obviously, that's why I call this podcast Sick and Successful, but you do really have to pay attention a lot more than someone who's not struggling and someone who's not sick. So let's jump right into it. Right off the bat, there are a few reasons why it can be difficult to listen to your body, especially for high achievers, especially for people who are striving towards their dreams. First one is the societal pressures. We're constantly pushing ourselves to, for more, to achieve more. And it can be really challenging to slow down and take breaks and not feel like we're going to fall behind and not meet our goals. And, and like if we take a day off or if we take a day off a week or if we take the, the afternoons off, that we're going to fall back and not be as successful as the other people that we are comparing ourselves to. In the days of social media, in the day of comparisonitis or imposter syndrome, all of that stuff that we struggle with. As high achievers, it can feel like if we are not constantly pushing, then we are going to fall behind and we're not going to be successful. So I want to tell you that that's not true. The more that you take care of yourself and prioritize prioritize your health, the more successful you will be because you're not going to burn out. And this advice is for myself too. It's not like you learn it once and you're going to be perfect. It's something you have to continuously remind yourself of. Secondly, honestly, we've been conditioned that physical and emotional health isn't priority when it comes to work and responsibilities. And and really, there's a disconnection between the body's natural signals of fatigue, of stress, of pain, and what we should do about them and how we should prioritize them. And so we've been conditioned over time that like, especially as women, 
that if you're in pain, you can push through it. If you're in pain, keep on going. You got this. Keep on keeping on. You're fine. Like your menstrual cramps, you can push through them even if they're debilitating. You got this. And so when you start seeing those signs of fatigue or you start seeing those signs of stress, it's like, no, I got this. I got this. And the body continuously says no. It's like, no, you don't. Here, here's another ache and pain. Here's another ache and pain. Here's another cold. Like I'm dealing with this right now. We literally cannot break free of the colds and the fevers and the stomach flus and the stomach illnesses, wherever they're coming from, if it's food poisoning or what, like my body is saying no over and over and over. And I haven't been listening. So this episode is just as important to me. Like I said, we learn these things over and over, but I really believe there's been a pretty ingrained disconnection between our physical health and our well-being and also how, you know, our mental health impacts it, but we'll get into that. I don't think we're ever taught. Like I think back to when I was first diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2007, I was pushing my body to its literal limits. I remember getting steroids for when I was first diagnosed, put on prednisone and a bunch of other medications going to the pharmacy and it was a few weeks from my 18th birthday. And I was like, listen, I have a party bus booked on my 18th birthday. I've been selling tickets. I'm going to be wild. I'm going to five different bars. I will be drinking. And on the medication, it says, do not drink. And I was like, I will be drinking one way or another. And the pharmacist is like, I highly recommend you don't. And I was like, well, I'm telling you I do. So tell me the best way to do it so that I don't, you know, hurt myself. But that's just one example. Like, I didn't listen. I, I, I had a chronic illness, but like, doctor said food didn't matter, so it didn't matter. I'm eating McDonald's when I want to eat McDonald's. I'm going to eat popcorn every single Tuesday because it's movie night. And then I'm going to sit in the bathroom and literally bleed all night long and not have any correlation in my mind to what I was doing. We don't get taught by, by Western medicine. We don't get taught in school. It's something we learn over time, and that's, that's unfortunate. Lastly, some of us may really struggle with guilt and shame and and especially being moms and women of prioritizing our, again, self-care, but our, our health over all of the other things that we do. And, and it can be challenging to set boundaries and take care of ourselves and, and feel like we're not neglecting other tasks and other things that we should be doing because we've put these arbitrary deadlines on ourselves or these arbitrary goals and and dreams and whatever and we have these timelines and they need to get met and if the house isn't sparkling clean and if all the laundry is not done on the Tuesday like I wanted to and if I don't walk however much I wanted to walk today and if it didn't work out and if I didn't eat like we're struggling with guilt and shame that if we didn't do these things we're not good enough sometimes it can be made bigger by the relationships in our life maybe by your partner like not thinking that you do enough or maybe it's your work saying that you're, you haven't been performing well enough, or maybe it's just yourself if you're your own boss, thinking that like you haven't got enough clients lately, or you haven't posted enough on social media, or you haven't done this or that or whatever. And then when your body starts failing you, like it's not failing you, it's trying to give you a sign, but when you feel like it's starting to fail you, you double down and you push even harder because you think that's what's necessary, right? And if you don't, if you take that day off, if you take that evening off, you're riddled with guilt and shame that you should be, should be, should be. And that's the opposite of what you need. Listening to your body requires a real shift in mindset and and the understanding that taking care of yourself first 
is just as important as achieving success. It's just as important at getting whatever you need to get done because it it really is like my coach said, I think it was yesterday on a call that if the mothership goes down, every single thing goes down. And if you are practicing self-compassion and you're recognizing the signs your body is giving you and you recognize when you need rest and you prioritize that and you prioritize your self-care in order to maintain your physical health, but also your mental health and your emotional well-being, you're going to see such a shift in how you're able to produce, how you're able to get things done, how you're able to have a really productive day and feel wonderful after a day of rest. So it's nice to talk about why we're doing these things and and why they're happening, but what do you do about it? Because I, I, I mean, like I just said, I get stuck in this cycle over and over, even though I know the answers, right? So for me, I'm going to tell you some of the things I do that are a hard boundary for me, and then some of the things that I do when I find myself in this cycle again. So hard boundary for me, I do not work on Fridays. Like there will not be a meeting on Friday unless it's like a client photo shoot that is really hard to schedule because everybody needs to be there or it's a lunch with a friend and maybe there's some business talk. But Fridays, I do not book meetings. Yes, sometimes I will sit on the couch and I will create a website for someone if if a client needs it, or I will do our financials and maybe some accounting stuff. But overall, I'm on the couch in my pajamas and quote unquote relaxing while I work so that I can get those wanted tasks done or should be done tasks while not pushing myself to sit behind a computer in a desk all day. I will not take any meetings after usually 2.30, 2 o'clock. It ebbs and flows for me on how my days are. Mondays are typically a lot less jam-packed days. So really, I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays with client meetings, and I push myself, and they're quite back-to-back. The Mondays and Fridays, like I said, I'm working, but I'm a lot more relaxed. Those are hard-pressed boundaries for me. I don't break those. Those are really important to me because if I push beyond that, it's not going to go well. I've really worked hard on not working in the evenings at all, period, stop. When I leave my office or when I close my computer or when I go to pick up my daughter, work doesn't happen after that. I'm not going to answer any Slack messages. I'm not going to look at my emails. Even if I do have an impulse to look at my emails, I'll look at them and then I'll mark them unread and reply in the morning. I will not, absolutely not ever work on the weekend. This does not get broken no matter what. Doesn't matter what a client needs. Our clients come first in my business, but not in my personal life. And so Saturdays and Sundays, I am not available. A lot of the times I don't even have reception on my phone. And my team is the same. Like we don't work on the weekends because there's more to life than just work. And if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be around to serve those clients anyways, because I'll be in the hospital or I'll be extremely sick and have to, you know, whatever it is, whatever the outcome is. So I really encourage you to pay attention to your body and prioritize it and really take a step back and maybe do even a time study. Like what are you spending your time on every day? How much are you really working? And find a way to incorporate breaks throughout the day, to incorporate those types of things, but also to adjust your schedule so that you are working when you feel the best and so that you don't push yourself beyond burnout, beyond not being able to come back from it and end up extremely ill while your body's been trying to tell you for a long time. 
Another thing I've done recently to help myself is I purchased an aura ring. If you've never heard about it, it's like a smartwatch, but it's a ring, and it's one of the best ones that I've heard about. I've talked, I've heard influencers talking about it forever. This is not sponsored whatsoever, but I purchased one, and you can go look it up. It's O U R A. It tracks your sleep cycle. It tracks your blood pressure. It tracks your um, oxygen breathing levels. I don't know how, but it does. It tracks your sleep cycles, the REM sleep, the deep sleep. It tracks your activity throughout the day. It tracks your fertility and it tracks your cycle. It tracks your temperature. Like there's so many things it tracks. It's crazy. And it can literally tell you like you slept too long or you took, well, it's never said that to me, but it's like you took a nap at the perfect time. Great job on taking care of your body or your nap was too long or don't eat before bed because your your heart rate was too high last night or your recovery rate is low because you have not gotten enough REM sleep or like you, whatever. It's it's so great and it's really helped me be more cognizant of number one, how what time I'm going to sleep, which is really crucial for me. It's helped me realize that I am someone who be specifically in this area of my life or in this season of my life with where my chronic illness is at, I need 10 hours of sleep to feel okay. And it's it's helped me realize that because I don't get enough REM or deep sleep if I get seven to eight hours because I'm up so often, if it's going to the bathroom or my daughter or whatever, that if I get 10 hours of sleep, I feel golden. If I get less than that, I feel sick. And so it's really helped me pay attention. But whatever that is for you that can help you be more cognizant, maybe it's an Apple Watch, maybe it's just like tracking or whatever it is, It's it's been a real big help for me. I want to highlight that those of us with chronic illnesses and autoimmune diseases, mental health conditions, our health and and the detriment of it is really exacerbated by stress and overworking and leading to burnout and overall decline in health. And if we're not recognizing the common signs our body needs for rest, like when our body is showing us that we're fatigued and that we are starting to get headaches more often and muscle tension and all of those things, we really need to listen and take proactive steps towards preventing those negative outcomes instead of trying to fix them when they happen. So that's what I'm talking about now is the proactive steps. And then I will tell you what I do to try to fix it when it happens. Another thing that is a hard, hard one for me, not a, not hard to do, but it's like a hard boundary, I guess, although not a boundary. Maybe it's like a hard uh, habit that I will not let slide is the amount of water I drink a day. By the way, if I sound nasally, my allergies have been crazy. And like I said, my body is saying no. So for me, drinking water is like, I can't live without it. I'm like a fish. Well, I guess fish don't drink water. (laughs) But I literally don't go anywhere without my big tachyo water bottle. It's 32 or 40 ounces. I always have a big, it's almost like a two liter water bottle with me everywhere I go. I will not go anywhere without it, including restaurants, etc. It's always filled with ice. I love my water cold and I drink two of those a day minimum. Wait, it's probably like 1.5 liters. I don't know. You guys can do the conversions, but it is 32 or 40 ounces. I have two of them or I have many of them. Actually, I'm not going to lie, but I use two different types of them. And that is with me wherever I go. I fill it at least a couple of times a day, more so if I am like working a lot and sitting a lot and and going like back and forth, whatever. I pay for 
really quality water. And I know that sounds funny, but I am someone who can taste water if it is not my favorite water. Like it's slimy to me. So I have water from Jackson Spring. If you're in Winnipeg, best place to get water from. It has minerals in it. It is pure. You can tell it tastes phenomenal. It is so good. I also have an ice maker because I like my water freezing cold. It's never cold enough. And that comes with me everywhere I go. I notice if like on the weekends, I only drink half that bottle or even a full bottle, I feel like garbage. So for those of you that are out there drinking coffee and coffee only and no water whatsoever, your body is made of 80% water. Like you need to hydrate. Did you hear me? You need to hydrate. I don't want to hear a single complaint about any aches or pains or any fatigue until you have drank in at least a liter of water a day, okay? Because I'm not joking you, the amount it's going to help you to feel better. Think about steak. If you are dehydrated or like a muscle, you know, if you can envision it, the more dehydrated it gets, the tougher it gets, the, the less malleable, the less like flexible. It's just like this hard, burnt piece of steak. But the more you hydrate it, the more raw it is, the more like, I I don't know if this is helping you at all, but if you're able to picture it, it's flexible, it's malleable. Your body's made up of water. It needs water to be able to move. If you're dehydrated, you're going to feel like a piece of poop. Okay. So that's my little rant for you today. But I really encourage you guys to start listening to your bodies when it's just giving you the small, tiny little nudges before it is getting to the the worst part of it. And now when your body continuously says no and it is showing you over and over and you haven't listened and then you reach burnout or you reach that point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't push anymore. And that's typically where we start making big changes, right? What some of the things that help me in those moments, because I am a CEO of a growing startup company, like I am busy. I have literally probably 20 meetings to 30 meetings a week. I work my butt off. I am extremely busy and I am burnt out. I'm not going to lie. It has been something I've been struggling with for a while because managing my health, which I still really prioritize, is a whole job in and of itself. And then add being a mother, add being a wife, add being a homeowner, and then add being a CEO to a team of 10 to an up and coming company that I I am the salesperson, I am the CEO, I am the COO, I am the financial person, like I am all of those things. And it, is, it takes a lot. I, I'm literally working like 40 jobs at once at the moment. So what I try to do and try to keep up is having those periods of rest throughout the day. And, and this aura ring that I mentioned actually tells you when you had enough of those periods, like it tracks the three minute periods that the breaks that you take throughout the day, and it'll give you like a little green circle for every time you do it, which is really motivating. I've also recently invested in a sit stand desk so that I'm not sitting all day long in a walking treadmill. It, in the summer, I love going for walks in the morning or in the midday, really just to give my body the space number one, to rest and to, you know, stop working and my mind to slow down, but also to ideate. I love going for massages. Like I probably go every two to three weeks for a massage because my body is in so much pain, number one, but also that relaxing time, I get to ideate. I get to think of ways to 
help improve our services, to help our clients, to help my employees. Like that time where there's not a podcast on, where there's not an audiobook on, where I'm not trying to execute on creating things or meetings. My brain just loves to to dream and to be the visionary for my company. And I love that. So giving myself that space, going to the Nordic Spa here in Winnipeg, it is something I try to do at least quarterly. I have something called a cheese shaker. I got it on Amazon. It literally, you put your, you lay down on the ground and you put your feet in it and then it just, like it, it shakes your body back and forth. It's the weirdest thing ever, but I saw someone using it. And as a projector, my human design is a projector. I really rest when I am laying on the ground, like, or on a bed or whatever I am laying vertically, I rest. And so that helps move the energy through my body. Breath work, meditation, listening to audiobooks, listening to sleep hypnosis before bed on YouTube. All of these things are like tools in my toolbox that I take out when I'm starting to feel the effects of burnout and my high achieving and over overworking myself. And those are some of the things also disconnecting on the weekends, going to our cabin where there is no reception in the summer, going camping, going out in nature as much as humanly possible. Like even in the winter, we go sledding and tubing and all these things because I need nature. We were born to be out there. Like uh, there's been so many studies that you just need to look at water, a body of water, and your stress levels go down. Isn't that insane? So knowing the things that help you relax, like for me, a foot rub can make my whole entire body relax and feel better and me to have more sleep. So things like that, that I know will help me are my tools in my toolbox. But what's most important is seeing it before it happens, getting to it before you get to the point of no return or to the point of where you feel like you want to burn your whole business down and you feel like you just can't do it anymore and you just need to lay in bed for a week. Take the steps prior. Take care of your body. Drink water. Nourish yourself. Move your body. Like we all know those things, right? I know those things. But doing them is a whole different ball game. So this episode was here to say that it is possible to be sick and successful. You know that. I know that. It is possible to have an autoimmune disease. It's possible to have a chronic illness. It's possible to live your best life while still taking care of your body. We are not invincible like we thought we were when we were younger. We are getting older and it is important to not push ourselves to those extremes so that we can in turn have the life that we dream of so that we can in turn enjoy the things we're striving so hard to do. I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope you related a little bit and I hope you have some kind of thing that you're going to incorporate into your day-to-day life that's going to help you feel just a little bit better. Remember, dream big, it's possible for you and your next version of success is around the corner. Ah! 